0: Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing.
2: Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another bonus Patreon episode of Tis the Podcast, a podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive. 365 days per year, and the Easter spirit alive once a year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. Happy Western Easter, guys, and happy Orthodox Easter fans, Tom.
3: Yeah. Hello.
1: Thank you. Only about another month to go. And there's a big gap between the two. Oh,
2: I thought it was only like a week.
1: Depends on the year, not this year.
2: But it was last early
1: year. Right? This year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, was early, early this year. Yeah. Yeah, we are early this year. We'd be our early Easter, this year. I think. I mean, it's two is. weeks away, which is crazy. But that's another milestone down on the calendar, which is always good. I'm all yes, for the hitting those milestones on the way to Christmas. Yeah, our I Easter mean. isn't until May second. Wow. wow. I'm in Memorial Day mode at that point. <laughs> Bring on the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we just talked, y'all.
3: Probably because we did.
2: I, we had that Matt guy. Remember? oh <laughs> uh, yeah thank god it's not how's uh harp going tom
3: yes how is In the, the two days harp of
2: i'm
1: enjoying it a great deal it's very cathartic i can play us i can play a few songs now
2: Ooh! can you play any christmas yeah. songs
1: what do you think i started with
2: <laughs> well how come you you can't do like a uh outro music for us one day i will what would well, you like christmas to songs do you know how to use do you know how to play um, I've played Hark the Herald Angels
1: Sing, God Rest You, Merry Gentlemen, and Angels from the Realm of Glory. Oh, two of my nice. very favorite
2: Christmas carols. Very nice. I'll, uh, I'll record one for y'all tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You should do a Patreon video of you sitting down playing the harp. That'd be creepy. <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> People would see the sensitive <laughs> side of Tom and not the judgy, you have a plastic Christmas cheery side of Tom. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> or, or maybe next time you're insulting somebody's traditions, you could sit there playing the harp as you do it so they don't know whether you oh my think it's <laughs> or an off. That'd be the, would,
3: would that
1: be the equivalent to me being a sweet little southern lady and always saying, bless your heart after everything?
2: I think that would. That's a yeah. that's your Christmas podcast equivalent.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, I think. Could you right, imagine can we, if you just busted a harp out and just started playing? When we had a guest on. That's when we would really need some video. Let's, we do need to
1: do, let's do it let's do it you need When's to surprise like
2: every guest when, like every guest who comes on you don't need to go and start playing and and have the harp oh. out of out of camera too so that it's even more confusing yes.
3: yes yes that's right
2: so we're recording on march 18th y'all and it's a good weekend to be a comic book fan comic book movie fan because Zack Snyder's Justice League was released today, the four-hour cut, and that was amazing. And tomorrow, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier premieres, so great time to be alive for DC and Marvel fans. There's something for everybody.
3: Yes, it is. Middle school,
2: Anthony never would have believed that you'd get both of those in like one weekend, like 10 years ago.
3: Well, yeah, right? Um, I would say in the Marvel category of that, the what's it called unassembled is that the name of it on disney plus where it talks about the making of wandavision
0: Mm
3: -hmm. man that is good if you once you watch wandavision go back to disney plus and watch that whole it's like an hour and something minutes did you watch the mandalorian
2: one they did that for star wars too for the mandalorian
3: no i need to i knew there was another one i was confused why there was only one episode and it was all wandavision Mm -hmm. but it's just it's broken out differently i guess yeah, yep. I mean, the one with WandaVision was super cool. Like, really I, I love all those
2: behind-the-scenes stuff.
3: Me too. It was great.
2: So, why right, we don't we here tonight? anticipate
1: seeing a behind-the-scenes of?
2: What? What, Tom?
1: Rankin-Bask, the first Easter bunny.
2: The first Easter the first rabbit. Easter
1: rabbit. Rabbit. They couldn't get the name
2: right.
3: That's it's so not funny. even bunny. It's rabbit. That's what? That's Well, because that's it was... Start well too.
2: <laughs> that's why we're here tonight. We're covering, in honor of Easter... <laughs> Rankin Bass's 1976 traditionally animated special, not stop motion animated, The First Easter Rabbit, which premiered April 9th, 1976, on NBC. And it tells the story of the Easter Bunny's origin and is loosely based on the 1922 children's book, The Velveteen Rabbit. So, this is one of two of their Easter Bunny origin specials. We covered the last one. Last year, the Easter is Coming to Town, in which Tom did an amazing impression of one of the characters in that. Gazooks, the he bear. He really did. And uh, a quick synopsis, a beloved toy stuffed rabbit is rescued by a fairy to be the first Easter rabbit. Short and simple and to the point. <laughs>
3: trippy, uh, trippy as ever. Yeah, many mythical creatures, or half mythical, half not mythical, because not every creature in this is mythical. Can we smoosh into one? I hate, I don't like that. I'm just going to say that now. I hate it when stuff does that. That's a Rankin Bass
2: thing, though. So this this special actually marks the first time Burl Ives returned to Rankin Bass since the 1964 Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which was a big deal. And Burl Ives Mm -hmm. provides the voice of GB, our old bunny narrator, who I called it at the beginning. I had never seen this before. I called that was the Easter Bunny.
3: Well, yeah. Everybody did. Who else was he supposed to be? <laughs> well, the, the big did,
1: reveal was not a big reveal.
2: The mailman in Santa Claus has Come to Town wasn't going to turn out to be Santa Claus at the end. And,
3: well, and Ives, well, and when Burl Ives, well, and he's got a point, Tom, because when Burl Ives was the snowman, he wasn't frosty. He was just a snowman. Yeah. That's valid. that's valid. Yeah, that's a valid yeah but point. I knew
1: I I knew at the moment that we saw him I'm like okay so this is this guy's at the end is going to be like by the way haha I got you good that's me.
2: Yeah, I'm with uh, you Anthony. I saw it coming. And we have a return of Paul Fries as well who played Santa Claus and the Bürgermeister Meister Burger. He played Santa Claus and Frosty the Snowman which this is definitely the same Santa Claus as that one. Very similar design mm-hmm. and very similar ending to that special when he berates the villain at the end of the special.
1: Well, I think it's because of uh in this, it's it's a little more apparent that Satan that Satan that uh it's a little more apparent that Santa has a severe drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I think at the end Santa may have been a uh, glug glug. The bulbous the bright red bulbous nose, the cheeks make more sense. Oh boy.
2: Um so, like all Rankin-Bass specials, it was been directed by Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass, and the music was done by Maury Laws. Murray Laws. The other voice actors in the special, Robert Morris plays Stuffy, Stan Freeberg plays Flops, Paul Fries does Santa, Zero, and Spats, Joan Gardner plays Elizabeth and Callio, Dina Lynn plays Galinda, and Don Messick plays Jonathan, Whiskers, and Bruce the Snowball who you want to talk about
3: a random character. Bruce.
2: Talk about a lazy character too. Well, That's where you realize your
1: your animation team ran out of money before you got that last character drawn. <laughs> I've, got six, I've got six bucks. What can you give me for the whole movie?
2: Fine. Oh, Here's a snowball. <laughs> uh, so I watched this today. Was this your – yeah. Is this the first time you've seen it?
1: It was, and accidentally uh, let it kept, keep running after it finished, because Ellie wanted to see the next one we watched. Here Comes Peter Cottontail. Uh, I can just say I wish y'all had both watched Peter Cottontail, because you'd appreciate this movie a lot more.
2: Well, Matt, that's <laughs> next year's Easter one. What's that
3: Rankin Bass, though?
1: It is. Uh, it's Rankin Bass. It's got a good old Danny Kaye in it, and Casey Kasem.
3: Oh. oh Casey Kasem.
1: Casey Kasem. From the 80s. Shaggy. He plays uh, Peter Cottontail. This was from before his uh, his years of infamy on the radio. This is back in nineteen seventy one, but it's terrible, absolutely <laughs> terrible. You talk about you talk about smushing everything you possibly can into one thing. You've got like yeah. I I'm I say
2: we go ahead and record this one now. So stay tuned for Easter twenty twenty two, y'all. Julia, our resident Rankin Bass lover, what did you, what did you think of this? What's your history with it?
3: Um, I don't have a history with it. Um, I don't, I don't think I'd ever seen it. Like, yeah, I don't think I'd ever seen it. I'm pretty sure I had never seen it, but I like it about as much as I like everything else that's drinking mess. <laughs> just to say not a lot. There's a creepy love song between a bunny and a girl. And I just, I don't know what to, where, where to put that in my life.
2: We've all been there, right?
3: <laughs> I
2: think this is my first time seeing it too. And I, I'm i the big Rankin-Bass fan of the podcast, obviously. I remember the Easter Bunny is coming to town more than this one. This one looks a lot like that one Frosty special, the one with his wife, Frosty's yes. into Wonderland. Same color tones and everything. But yep. what I found interesting about this and weird is it's... <laughs> lots of Christmas stuff in here for an Easter special.
1: Yeah. Well, I think... Yeah. They knew they know what their what their magic sauce is, and it's not other holidays, right? Ev- everything holidays. they do seems to try
2: to try to harken back to Christmas.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And for that, I point to the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold, which had nothing to oh do with gosh. Christmas. And if y'all want to hear my thoughts in commentary form on that, I just did a live watch with Michelle Kidwell on her horribly genius podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. I will though.
2: So, essentially this story opens up Christmas morning long ago where a little girl named Glinda is given a rabbit called Stuffy. Creative name.
3: A- yeah, like I thought she was just going to name it rabbit
2: I thought she was going to name it Easter for a minute. That's Easter Rabbit or Easter Bunny or something. But nope, she calls it Stuffy and never changes his name. Like she said she's going to. I mean, in fairness, when I was young, probably that age, I had a stuffed tiger. I named Tiger. So, you know, my creativity was on par with hers when I was younger. Eventually, she comes down sick with scarlet fever. Eventually,
1: it's like the first 20 seconds of the movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had scarlet fever as a kid. Did you? I told that story before. My parents uh are stuck inside with me for ages taking care of me. And then my grandparents came and let them have a night out. And they came home with this beautiful Santa decoration to cheer me up. And it was a big mahogany desk and Santa sits at it and he, you know, he's animated, so it's like he's checking his list. And on the actual parchment, they wrote mine and my sister's name on it.
3: That's so, so. cool. I thought you were going to say, because I didn't remember the story, I thought you were going to say, my grandparents came to give my parents out a night on the town, and they left with scarlet fever, too, but you didn't say that, and that's good.
2: No. Did your
3: parents have to burn all of your belongings?
2: No, we have advanced some
1: (laughs) (laughs) then. Yeah, it's really weird, the technological limitations they had back in the day, isn't it? (laughs)
2: so yeah because this girl has scarlet fever the doctor who comes back at the end very flirty mcflirty at the end there
0: Uh, he just
2: barges in that house too unexpectedly That's, that's
1: called grooming
3: yeah here's a new dress and the mom oh that really that really irritated me when he bought her that dress And the mom's like, oh, that's beautiful. And the little girl's like, oh, that's beautiful. Mommy, can I wear it? And he doesn't even let the mom answer. He's all, of course you can wear it. It's like, who do you think you are rolling up in here thinking you're her father now? No. No. Breach. You let that woman parent her own child. Thank you very much, Mr. Blonde Doctor, poorly animated face character. (laughs) Shh. So Compella, Bass really knows that's how to of, push my parent buttons. Let me tell you what. That's part, but no, I mean, there's a reason for it. That's part
1: of the grooming process. He gives her gifts. He starts to set himself up as an authority figure. I'm telling you. It's a it's a, a tragic, it's a cautionary tale for for all children right here.
3: Joke's well, on is, him. She's in love with a rabbit. In uh, love with a rabbit. And considering
2: this girl looks exactly like the one from Frosty the Snowman, except with a different <laughs> hair color. And in that one, she accompanied Frosty with a rabbit up to the North Pole uh this girl has a thing for rabbits
3: what i think you might be right you're on to something
2: so why didn't she ask scarlet fever her mother obviously has to burn everything including her beloved stuffy who she feels bad so she takes it from her in the middle of the night and throws it on a pile outside to burn but right when she's about to light the match, it's like, eh, it's a little late. I'm going to go inside. So I'm going to burn this stuff when my daughter's awake in the morning yes. instead of getting rid of it yes. in the middle of the night. it's heartless
3: where she can still <laughs> well, see the – she can see the flames <laughs> leaping up all over her belongings instead of just a simmer, you know,
0: embers <laughs> well, burning. Well, let's,
1: let's go back just a bit, a bit on this as well. We're putting toys outside that are infected with a plague where any child can come up and grab it. And catch the scarlet fever because, you know, it's late. late. We don't want to burn the fire tonight.
2: Irresponsible <laughs> parenting. Irresponsible, Irresponsible parenting. Yep. Bad, but, bad, was, bad. Luckily for Stuffy, who they make the point of saying he's not alive and yet he can still think and everything despite the fact he's not alive. And like he's sad he's not a real rabbit. Luckily for him, a fairy comes down named Calliope. Named Calliope who waves her wand and brings him to life and deems him the first Easter bunny because the world needs an Easter bunny because the world needs icons, apparently, for every season to remind kids of <laughs> the change of seasons and the holidays. Who's so, the one
3: for fall?
2: Probably a mummy or something. A pumpkin. Uh, <laughs> Wait until we watch Peter Rabbit Comes
1: to Town.
3: Do have a fall person? <laughs>
1: Are you kidding? Me? It's it's a Halloween it's a Halloweeny person,
2: yeah. I mean, they did do one Halloween special too, Mad Monster Party. That was okay. a theatrical one though, so that one's like an hour and a half. At least this one's twenty-four minutes. Oh, good night.
0: Oh, um,
2: a so, Calliope brings him to life and sends him to Easter Valley, which happens to be at the North Pole, to learn how to be the Easter Bunny. And it's up there he befriends Santa Claus and three other rabbits named Spats, Flops, and Whisker to help him learn all about Easter and its traditions. So, I don't know where I thought the Easter Bunny lived as a child, but I did not ever think he lived at the North Pole
1: of No. In in some valley in the midst, in the middle of all the, the
2: snow. At the time, little does he know, however, there's also an ice wizard up there named Zero.
1: I like that we're rehashing the ice wizard that we haven't seen before from Rankin Bass, right? Like, we run out of ideas, so it's like it's almost like a Hallmark film, right? We put all of the same ideas into a little box and we just pull it out and we slam it in there, and at the end of the day, we've got a movie. It's epic.
2: Makes you wonder where the Winter Warlock was and why he didn't warn anyone about these other ice wizards. But this guy named Zero wants to freeze Easter Valley by stealing the golden Easter lily with the help of his little sidekick. A snowball named Bruce.
1: Bruce, man, yeah. This... Oh, Bruce! <laughs> Again, we're getting real creative, y'all. I mean, we're putting a lot of a, a lot of extra time, effort, and energy into creating a special.
0: Dude, Bass call- just.
1: I cou- did. Did Rankin Bass <laughs> just at some point give up and just like, eh? People are gonna watch whatever trash we put on TV. Let's throw a snowball in his character and see what he says. But, the but clearly, seven.
2: they were wrong because none of these had the lasting power of the Christmas ones. So they still got made. They still got paid. They, they got, got made, they got paid, but and they, they got paid didn't have the longevity. And by the way, I call Bruce Little, but he is basically a giant pile
3: He's <laughs> huge
2: <laughs> with a face. He,
3: he would take you out for sure. He's big.
2: And I don't know. He's like thinking back on the other ranking bass stuff we watched. You know, I'm more creeped out by this living snowball called Bruce or that druggy reindeer from Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July, who was clearly high on something the whole time. I don't know. But all I know when I was watching this, obviously I'm the ranking best fan of the group, but man, all I could hear in my voice in my head was Julia's voice, like, This is so trippy. Because I felt like I was on something watching this special because this was a yeah. weird one.
3: It is weird. Yeah. It's weird. Like, a weird being not
1: good? Not well, always. Sometimes
3: weird in is good, case, but. In this, is this, in this, this is using
1: case, weird to be no. not good?
3: Yes, in this case, <laughs> well, that's what it means.
1: My mom, when we were kids, wouldn't tell us we were stupid or doing stupid things. She would always say that, that we're being silly. And that's how I feel <laughs> like you're using weird right now. This is a, a mom weird, <laughs> not. I'm going to say this movie sucked. Yeah. If you didn't watch well, it, please don't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that Kalia is like, oh, it's just a fairy voice until she gets to the zero part. She's like, beware of zero. <laughs> and I'm like, man, beware of
2: zero. What zero. is there to be afraid of a giant snowball?
3: <laughs> well, and per normal well, movie and standards, don't explain what zero is. Just let him know he should be terrified of it with than, zero uh, explanation.
1: And Santa, and this is just weird. When he's sitting down with zero and like talking about the frozen ice, frozen val- Easter Valley, yeah, you know, I'm going to have to ask you to unfreeze that. If not, the South Pole's been luring me away, thinking about doing it, I might ditch you. Like,
2: oh, well, he totally, That it's almost like they lifted that scene from Frosty the Snowman and find and replaced the magician guy with Zero because he gives the same speech just about. about the same dumb
1: ultimatum with no real bite behind it.
2: Yeah, exactly. But of course, Zero... In his face, shrinks back and becomes a, a a powerless, impotent wizard. And he's like, "I'm sorry, Santa. i freeze valley and give the golden lily back to Stuffy." And how much stupid? <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> he shows up in Easter Valley, and, he, and he's like, uh, "What does he say? Happy Easter!" Oh, he's not so bad after all. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. This weather isn't good for me.
1: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> dumb, dumb, so dumb, so dumb, so dumb, dumb, so dumb. We so so <laughs> haven't heard Julia do that in a while. I had to plan. It <laughs> it's
3: been a while. That's a good thing. While. We haven't it's
1: had to a... do that in a while. <laughs> we we ended that tonight, didn't we?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but what happens then is doctor comes to Glinda's house. Who's predator all better? Comes to Glenda's house. Yes, predator. He, she opens the door. <laughs> Mom opens the door and she's like, Dr. So-and-so, what are you doing here? And he just invites himself in with the uh, dress.
3: moving in.
2: Yeah, total flirty. He's about to take over that family.
3: Yeah, he is. He's a predator.
2: This is how people join cults, man. And then, essentially, they all march in the Easter parade at the end and uh, Stuffy and Glinda skip through the parade together. And-
3: There's a massive amount of blushing that occurs between the rabbit and the girl.
2: And then we get a little bit of a narration by GB and he's like, oh, in case you haven't guessed it, I am the Easter buddy. That was me many years ago. <laughs> he picked up
1: <laughs> Santa's alcoholism addiction as well. Or alcohol addiction as well. Do you notice? <laughs> Somehow the buddy oh, got man. bulbous nose and red cheeks. He looked I, rough. Was, the, was, his, was, his, was, his, was his cheek <laughs> hair pink? Was that the pink coming? Was there no hair on the cheek? Like, like where were the rosy cheeks for a bunny coming from? How is that? How and why is that a thing? (laughs) So, I can't be the only one who thinks that's ridiculous. Can I, y'all? Am I I on my own? uh, No, I'm
2: with you. So, interestingly enough, this special is the second of Rankin Bass's three Easter specials. This Hmm. was preceded by Here Comes Peter Cottontail, and it was followed by The Easter Bunnies Coming to Town. So, we are doing all of this Easter stuff backwards.
1: Yeah, we Julia, are. You're going you're gonna to love next year's. I say we're going to record it early because I'm, I don't know if I can wait a whole year and I don't want to have to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can wait a year to talk to y'all about it, but I really don't think I can watch it again. And so, I'm just, if we do it next year, I'm just phoning it in, y'all. Yeah, there was that weird witch lady. What was her name?
3: There's a witch. Of course, there's a witch. Of
1: Let's course, the there's a witch. Who do you think is there for fall? Yeah. You gotta have Madame, you gotta have Madame Esmeralda and her supernatural friends. Oh, there's, there's all sorts of stuff in this one, y'all. I'm telling you, we just need to do it and get it over with.
2: Oh, I have a question for y'all. Yes. And it's I know you, you guys are not ranking bass fans in general. But what do you think it is that the Christmas Rankin and Bass specials were so successful and long-lasting and none of their other holidays like Easter and Halloween were, even though they attempted to do the same thing with them as they did with their Christmas catalog? Why do you think they were able so, to find success with the Christmas ones and not the other holidays? Julia, do you want to take that or do you all want to hear my thoughts first?
3: I mean, for one, it's just that Christmas is more popular than other holidays. And I was about to say they didn't do as much world building with their Christmas ones as they do with their other ones, but I can't say that because they did. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it's because Christmas is more popular. What were you going to say, Tom?
2: Um,
1: I was going to say there's more to pull from for stories about Christmas. That's what I was going to say um, too. They
2: had source material. Their three did, most biggest ones material. came from songs.
1: They didn't have to create all this stuff. And, and the things they use, they used books for some of these, but the books were more obscure. I, yeah i gotta i gotta push back on that world beer building they did some awesome world building with king moon racer
2: <laughs> the island of yeah. misfit
1: toys bumble the whole movie would have been great without it without without the island of misfit toys i think i think it would have been better but that's just me anyway um i love the misfit toys then
2: again I i'm gonna be- plug here the honest trailer for rudolph the Red Reindeer. Where they do the whole trailer as a parody song of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and describe the whole special as Lord of the Rings on acid for kids, which is um, accurate. <laughs> I also think
1: part of it is that um, they become derivative at some point. They're just retelling the same story, and like they're they're, they're it lacks creativity. They're just obviously trying to collect content,
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: and not really worried about the the value that they're adding, in my opinion, like. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Zero and the Ice Wizard. Like, like, why not just have that continuation and have so, it the Ice Wizard? Like, why yeah. didn't Santa in, in the Ice? I mean, like, the, the, the other thing that bothers, that bothers me about Rankin-Bass is the discontinuity between the, the, the world we're in. Like, if, if MCU or, I mean, as bad as DC is, DC does a better job of world building than this, right? I mean, like, if, I, if, if comics did this, they would fail miserably.
2: Mm-hmm. i don't know i mean you could look at it as a multiverse right where different <laughs> santas in different universes
3: it's giving them a lot I just don't, of credit
2: i don't think they i just don't
3: think
1: they think it through enough i don't think i don't even know if the multiverse was a doing.
2: thing back then in comics yet yeah, i think that might have came later 70s early 80s but i don't know oh. yeah i don't know i i think i think you're both right though uh christmas is just more popular in general and they had more mm-hmm. to pull from for their christmas ones
0: mm-hmm
2: and they helped, again, with their be- three biggest ones, they had songs that already had established Rudolph and Frosty and Santa as these famous beings that people would tune into and know already and watch.
1: Mm-hmm. Besides those, which other ones are you going to voluntarily sit down and watch? You know what I mean?
2: Well, it's The Night Before Christmas. I think you guys would actually oh, that one, like that okay. one. Except the for night. the weird, creepy little Santa. Yeah.
1: I, that one's great. That one does not feel like a Brink and Bass film at all.
2: Yeah it's no, the same it doesn't I like No, uh, this Santa only has a neck beard. It doesn't have a mustache. Oh.: The night
1: before Christmas oh. doesn't feel like a rankin and bath because the story it's a really tight story. Everything makes sense and fits together. It's all in the realm of, I don't want to say possibility, but you know, cartoon possibility. Yep. There's no, there's no snowball trying to destroy Easter because of a, a lily. I agree. That one's on the list for this year, and I'm excited about that one. I'm looking forward to that one. I love. I watched that one. Ellie
2: saw the, that one for the first time last year and loved it. What
3: year? Is it? 1968?
2: 1974. Twas the Night Before Christmas. Oh, it's actually Twas the Night. Yeah, Santa looks a little <laughs> weird in that one. but
3: 74? 70.
2: Yep. Luckily, he's only in it at the end. <laughs> um... Well, he's 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 not. A, I mean, he's not a good Santa. But
1: that's what I mean about the discontinuity within the universe <laughs> that they create. You don't see the same Santa twice, right? It's it's every time it's a different. It's a completely re- reimagined Santa.
2: Yep. So if you were
1: oh, had to rank that me. song, every miracle needs a hand, and that is amazing.
2: Even a miracle needs, miracle a, needs a hand. That I song's that amazing. Song. I do too.
3: Oh, he's uh, just a neck beard. Why would they do that? That's
2: so. I love I love the other song in on that one too. Uh, Come on, old Kris Kringle, down the Milky Way.
1: Christmas the, one, the one that's called. the one that the bell plays.
2: Yep. I want to yeah. live in a town
1: with that bell that goes off every hour, right?
2: Right? Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not. That one is rated really high on uh, IMDb and stuff, too. It's probably I
2: would be willing to bet it's probably the highest ranked. Probably is. But I really like that one. Okay. okay. So if you had to score this Easter one on a scale of 1 to 10... What do you get it on its own merits obviously because you don't have anything for last special to c- compare it to and uh, so i I'm I'm,
1: to i'm going to analyze this when i'm going to do a little bit of it out loud i don't dig the i mean i i mean i like the animation style but i feel like they missed the mark on s- several things that they implemented i.e. random snowball that follows a guy around Um, because we're not willing to invest the money for the other two balls and make him a full snowman.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said.
1: That one I walked right into. I was asking for that one. I, man. (laughs) Oh, but then like, uh, I don't like the story. I don't like, yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a one and a half. It's down. It's low. I would watch this before other things out in the universe, but
2: not many. I'd watch it over the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. <laughs> I would give this a three. So we're all within this, like a point and a half of each other, which gives us an average of 2.167. Yeah, then I'm just going to make it easy and go down to one, and we can uh, average of
1: two. Just change mine to a one. I'm fine with that. The, the half go. a point was me trying to be nice. But okay. I don't think that they earned it with this one.
2: So it's an average of a two. I don't remember what we ranked the other Easter special, but that one will drop in your old main feeds this Easter. Um, nice. since it's been a year, so oh, okay. everybody will hear
1: Godzooks! Yay! <gasps>
2: Everyone everybody will
3: hear oh, I'm excited to rehear so good. Me too. That was a fun episode.
2: That was. Uh, sometimes the crappy ones yes. are fun. I am actually yeah. really looking forward to doing the Little Drummer Boy because I know Tom is going to go on some, uh, <laughs> some religious rants in that one, and I cannot wait for that. I told you the one piece of trivia on IMDb about the Little Drummer Boy is something like about religious, uh, what religious, (laughs) religious realism and stuff. And I was like, Tom, did you write this?
3: (laughs) There's,
1: I mean, there's. (laughs) So the Third Little Drummer Boy doesn't bother me much because it's kind of like uh, there's there was this whole movement predominantly in the West. Well, I guess you see it in Byzantine hymnography too, where there's some sort of narration around the things that happen, like where we create a story or, or, you know, have dialogue of what happened. Like an example I'll use in the Orthodox church, the hypnography on Good Friday, there are parts of, of singing what, you know, somebody imagines Mary's thoughts would have been seeing oh. Christ up on the cross, being crucified. It's gut wrenching, but
0: mm-hmm. it's good.
1: So, um, and then the, the, all of these like, like Christmas plays and things that came out of as an imagining of what, what the, yeah there there's a there's a whole genre that that's this imagine what like what could have been at christmas
2: Um, and the little drummer boy falls into that i just don't happen to like it very much i love that song i know you don't but i love that song i know a lot of listeners want to hear us talk wandavision at some point so we need to do that some point soon before it's too old news because it's been over a few (laughs) weeks now so we need to find another thursday that works for y'all and uh Joey, if you're gonna give the Snyder cut a chance, I'd love to talk just to sleep with y'all too at some point. Yeah. Also, we keep telling our listeners we are gonna do the long Halloween. I say, yes we are, for Memorial Day. That's the end of May. We could do up through Memorial Day by the end of May. I think and drop it maybe Memorial Day. I think that's a good little episode to do for May. So we're gonna try, y'all. Works for me. Guess what, y'all see it what? There are only 266 days until Christmas.
3: That's only 38 weeks. That's only eight and a half months until Christmas. Crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy.
2: And and even more exciting, a week and a half from now, the dream book comes out, the Hallmark Dream Book, with all the ornaments for 2021. Very nice. Exciting.
3: And Easter is my first of three cook-a-big-meal holidays. So we'll get Yay. that one. Out. And then the next one will be Thanksgiving.
2: Wow. Long jump there. Well, yeah. <laughs> we hope you all have a wonderful Easter. And we hope Stuffy the Easter Bunny is uh, good to y'all this year.
1: Alma, see you come. Christosos Ross. Christos enesti. Happy Easter, y'all. Bye. Christos Resurrectus. Resurrectus. Resurrected. Christmas resurrected.
0: Never saw you look quite so pretty before. Never saw you dressed quite so lovely. What's more, I could hardly wait to keep our date this lovely. Easter morning. You'll be the grandest lady In the Easter parade I'll be all in clover And when they look you over I'll be the proudest fellow In the Easter parade On the avenue Fifth Avenue, Fifth Avenue, the photographers will snap us, and you'll find that you're in the Rotor Review.